is the Odd and Offbeats podcast. Hey, oddballs, welcome to the Odd and Offbeat podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-vacillating Louis Fox. That's right. I go through so much Vaseline. <laughs> My lips are very chapped. <laughs> no, you know, you uh, you're you got a homeless guy living outside your house, <laughs> and, uh, you know, you're hesitant to do specific things that require maintenance for him to live there. That is correct. You're so- a landlord, not by choice. <laughs> yes. Across from where I am, there's a bus stop, and we have a homeless guy there, which I'm fine with him sleeping there. It doesn't bug me. However, he poops into weird things, and I clean up the litter, Mm -hmm. so I encounter poops. Like, when you say weird things, like what? Like your gas tank? Or? <laughs> yeah, there's a, there'll be a turd hanging out of my <laughs> gas tank. <laughs> no, uh, so the, the new one was there was like a couple of face masks, or a few. Uh-huh. So I'm doing my litter pickup. And uh, no, they're not face masks. They're butt masks. (laughs) (laughs) And when you say across from you, it is literally like 20 feet from your front door. Which is why I clean up. If it was like 20 feet front and 40 feet to the left, I wouldn't care. Yeah. It is like you walk out your door and there is poop masks. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And I didn't know it. That was like the chocolatey surprise. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and uh, you're good for you for cleaning it up. You know, you're doing your community a service. You're helping this guy out. (laughs) Yeah. And he tries, like he tries, I'll give him that. Like he'll have like a fast food bag. He tries to poop in and some goes in and it's on the side and then he just abandons it, which I probably would too if I was in his situation. Yeah. We spent the morning coming up with ideas to make his life a little bit better in the bus stop. Yeah, so I think I'm going to get a camping, what, like the five-gallon bucket with a yeah. toilet seat and get him some teepee. And then laminate a card with instructions yeah. on what, what to, to do, do with it. In case of poo emergency. <laughs> Call 911. <laughs> Call 911. A. B, just throw it away. Yeah, I, I was saying that you're going to make it too nice that more people are going to show up. <laughs> it's going to be the place to It's going to be like seven people like in that bus stop. It's going to be like the ladies' room at the uh, Columbia Tower that looks out over the city oh, while you yeah. go to the bathroom. So what do people do who are waiting for the bus stop when that person is sleeping there? Because if they've taken over the whole spot. There's yes. like, you know, kids' pictures up. <laughs> they got a little Christmas tree <laughs> going. Got, got his kids' art. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what do people Febreze do for his bathroom? What do people do when they're waiting for the they bus stop? They just stand like in the area. But we encountered this morning. That's also where the kids' bus stop is to yeah. go to school, and so they all wait like in the middle of where all the cars drive out of my condo. Yeah, like I was trying to get out, and I was like, oh, backing around like zombie <laughs> kids, just standing. Like you can move, yeah. move. Well, the thing was when Ella was little, and that was her bus stop. I had it moved because there was a. Uh, a, there's down the road. There's a halfway house. So there's a guy who was like, "Hey kids, give me hugs for candy." And I was like, "That ain't gonna fly." At least you're getting rewarded <laughs> for the hug. Is that's better than the free hugs people offer out on the street? Yeah. Well, it, it came. We called the school and they called the police. And I talked to the policeman. And the policeman's like. It's a bus stop. We can't tell them not to be yeah, there. Yeah, this is America. This is capitalism. And I was like, "Yeah, can we move the bus stop? I don't know, the school bus stop." 20 feet away? And if they I were like, yeah, we never thought of that. I was like, <laughs> if I was a kid, I'd be like, hug for a can. I'd be like, 
a bag of candy. Yeah, like, what is that a snicker? Is it yeah, like full size? size candy bar. You better give me like the family sharing size M and M's. I went king size that bad boy. <laughs> All right, Louie, we'll get on you, man, and uh, let's get to the stories. Let's do it. to some weird news. This story comes from aljazeera.com. That's a news source more reliable than winning a camel race with a pack of camel reds. Yeah, that'd be a little tough. It'd be hard to run because <laughs> you smoke all the time and it's not an actual camel. Yeah, <laughs> it just sits there. You put the fire. <laughs> go, go, go. Uh, story goes, dozens of camels barred from Saudi beauty contest over Botox. Yeah, it's like, it's against nature. You're injecting camels with cows. When does it stop? <laughs> well, there's a lot of things that are banned in Saudi Arabia. Western movies, alcohol, and camel facelifts. They do not like any of these things. You have to go to Mexico to get it, <laughs> and then you're going to die like, like Jay-Z's mom. <laughs> Authorities in Saudi Arabia have launched their biggest ever crackdown on camel beauty contests that received Botox injections and other artificial touch-ups with 40 dromedaries disqualified from the annual pageant. Yeah, they're like, no false lashes, no hump implants, none of that. No, 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 It's that's a natural <laughs> eyeliner he has. He just has darkened under eyes. And they're like, why does it wipe off? Yeah, right. <laughs> Those humps look enhanced. <laughs> they're way too perky for a 20-year-old. <laughs> Judges at the month-long festival in the desert northeast of the capital, Raija, escalated their clampdown on artificial enhanced camels using specialized and advanced technologies to detect tampering the official saudi press agency reported on wednesday i like they probably just have one of those seals like at the gas station that's like this has been certified by the ways and means (laughs) thing like you can't open this camel we just close its mouth they're like that camel took a pee test it tested positive for cocaine Speed and COVID. (laughs) Saudi Arabia's popular King Abdulaziz Camel Festival, which kicked off earlier this month, invites the breeders of the most beautiful camels to compete for some $66 million in prize money. Who's the thing? Who's like... Who has a picture above their bed of a camel? Sixty-six million dollars, dude, in prize money. I should, I could dress up as a camel. Yes, you got someone in the back half bent over. I could, I could place in the world's ugliest camel competition. There I you feel go. Like. Prizes, sixty-six cents. <laughs> Botox injections, facelifts, and other cosmetic alterations to make the camels more attractive are strictly prohibited. Jurors decide the winner based on the shape of the camel's heads, necks, humps, dress, and posture. I think this is one of those things in 20 years you'll be like, you were a judge at a camel beauty contest. I would love to do that. Yeah, but I think there's going to be a stigma. and You would be on the right side of history. (laughs) This year, authorities discovered dozens of breeders had stretched out the lips and noses of camels, used hormones to boost the beast's muscles, injected camels' heads and lips, with Botox to make them bigger, inflated body parts with rubber bands, and used fillers to relax their faces. What? How do you inflate body parts with rubber bands? Do you just, like, cut them open? And show, like, what do you have to do my uh, my hump lift? 
I got we could do the silicone hump implant or just a handful of rubber band ball. There's silicone rubber bands. <laughs> I'll, just take, I'll take the rubber band ball, please. <laughs> the club is keen to halt all acts of tampering and deception in the beautification of camels. The SPA report said adding organizers would impose strict penalties on manipulations. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you get like? You get thrown in the Saudi brig? Like, what Probably the... banned for life, right? Like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, when you tamper with horse racing, because they, like, you know, do the same thing with horse oh, racing, yeah. you get banned from ever, like, being able to enter horses in a event again. I mean, I think you could still be on the periphery. You could be the guy. You could be, like, the Pete Rose of uh, camel racing. You can be a consultant on They're the like, side. that's not, we didn't do Botox. We just rubbed this specific lotion <laughs> on the corners of their eyes. You show me where in the rule book it says I can't rub. It came from Mary Kay. That's approved you're in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> they tested it on camels before people could use it. <laughs> the camel beauty contest is at the heart of the massive carnival, which also features camel races, sales, and other festivities, typically showcasing thousands of dromedaries. What are the other festivities? Like, here's the camel with the, the beer keg on its back. Stoning heathens. <laughs> oh, yes. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Killing journalists. <laughs> the extravaganza seeks to preserve the camel's role in the kingdom's Bedouin tradition and heritage, even as the oil-rich country plows ahead with modernizing mega projects. Camel breeding is a multi-million dollar industry, and similar events take place across the region. So, I do do you eat camel meat? Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm asking you. I have never eaten camel okay. meat. I have a jar of camel milk. Oh, nice. Yeah. How's it taste? I've never had it. Okay. So I just have a jar of it yeah. in the museum. Okay. Um, but the you, Bedouin... Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. You got the jar of camel milk and you didn't like dip the... Actually, big... you know, I think I've had camel milk cheese before. I think I've had that. Yeah, but... I think did. I've had camel milk. All yeah. Right. I think if I had camel milk, I would have to taste it. Yeah. Well, the Bedouin community are like the, they're like, they date back forever. They're the people who like built Petra. Yeah. They're the ones didn't in Star Wars. uh... Yeah. There's the people that the Sandwalkers. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's them. (laughs) (laughs) But like I've been to Petra and there are camels all over the place and they're very, I mean, they're good looking animals, man. Yeah. There's a picture at the bottom of the article of one and it, it, I I wouldn't kick it out of bed. (laughs) Look at those eyelashes. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. What do you think of this, Louis? Uh, here's what I think of this. I'm going to start a camel uh, mascara line, and that's... But well, well, you can't get sold, man. You, sure the people who would buy it can't buy it. No, so... Okay. A camel... Unless you're trying to, like, breed camels, and I... that is an effective tactic <laughs> to help them breed. Can't a camel just look good for because it wants to look good? And it gives new meaning to, like, you're putting lipstick on a pig. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's for $66 million. <laughs> it's a $66 million camel pig. <laughs> All right, I like it. Yep. This story comes from Boston25news.com. That's a news source more reliable than trying to get high off your Nana's Duncan Hines brownies. You don't think uh, you can infuse some Duncan Hines brownies with some THC? Do you think Nana was doing that? Probably. (laughs) I've done that before, actually. (laughs) I was getting high off Nana's love. (laughs) I've made pot brownies out of, like, the box made. (laughs) Yeah. 
I think everyone does. Uh, yeah. No one's like, I'm going to go out and smelt some brown. What's I've done both. What's in the brownie mix that's not like at the grocery store? What do you mean? The pre-made mix? Yeah. It's like cocoa, olive oil, um, salt. Yeah, you know. just buy all that. You don't need the box. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Uh, now, so hang this... on. This has me worried, though, because... You brought me over like brownies this morning, and then you're like, and then you pitch the, 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 the five thousand pound weed brownie story. Well, and this story is oh, we haven't read the headline yet. Sorry. So this is a it is a weed story, and it is a sh- it's a very short story, yes. and I think it's because probably the people who wrote it were high on this brownie. <laughs> yeah, and they're, they're like, like, we need to verify that. <laughs> so the story goes: company weeds out competition bakes eight hundred fifty. Pound pot brownie. So, uh, what are your? Where do you see yourself in five years? I'm gonna make the world's largest pot brownie. Yeah, like, all right. These are the these these are your options when you get out of high school. You can uh, be a janitor, all right, or you can be a world record holder for making the world's biggest pot brownie. Janitor. I can do both. I, I feel like I can attain both. I feel like I can make the brownie and clean up after myself. Mama, tra- ta- Mama taught me right. A Massachusetts cannabis company is celebrating National Brownie Day with what is believed, with what it believes is the largest THC infused brownie ever made. And then a guy followed up with saying, but I may be tripping, bro. Yeah. I, I wonder if Guinness does verify this sort of record in the sense that it's like it's an illegal substance in a lot of places. I think they don't um, because of that. So then there's going to be some 75-year-old hippie who's like, in the 60s, man, we had a pop brownie the size of the moon. I bet if you dug around in the basements in Eugene where you live, you could find Probably. the 850-pound pop brownie. That, like, pop brownies are like the fish stories of hippies. Right? Yeah. They're like, this, this brownie he was this big man. Yeah, was, you should have seen it. It went from here to there. Marimed Inc. said the massive confection is three feet by three feet square and 15 inches tall, weighs 850 pounds, and contains 20,000 milligrams of THC. And that sentence is where you lost all the stoners. There's way too many numbers. <laughs> they know the milligrams. They're like, oh, that's just the, that's enough to kill a small horse. <laughs> Except it's not. So we did some math uh, based on the research I did from ispotgoodforyou.tv, um, it said you need 1,260 milligrams per kilogram of body weight to kill you. Uh-huh. So that is roughly half a million milligrams to kill me. Gotcha. So that's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. In addition... So th- by, that, by those, I wouldn't even get stoned. <laughs> I would eat this and be like, hmm. So when I was searching how much... THC it takes to kill a human. It says the autofill was how much THC will it take to kill my cat? (laughs) (laughs) So apparently I've done some spicy searches before. In addition to National Brownie Day on Wednesday, the sweet treat was also made to celebrate the launch of the company's new line of cannabis infused edibles called Bubby's Baked. So I have an issue with this. Like make the brownie to be the best in the world. Don't make it for a marketing ploy. Do it for the art. Well, maybe they are donating at some, you know, cannabis work party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 
right? What do you do with it? There's going to be a stoner jumping out of the middle. He's going to go to like weed bachelorette party. Can you imagine <laughs> showing up to, to someone's party with like, you have like four Oompa Loompas carrying that in? <laughs> a spokesperson for the Norwood Base Company says the brownie is being sold to a medical marijuana patient. The purchase price is still being determined. Whoa, so one dude's buying this. Yeah, right? That's going to be like... If you have weak old brownies already, that's lame. Like, right. They're like, this brownie cured my cancer, but I now have diabetes. <laughs> this brownie cured my cancer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it improved my appetite. How much, would you, how, much, how much would you pay for the world's largest pot brownie, Louie? Um, that's a good question. Seeing as how I have no idea what the going rate for a pot brownie is. I'm going to say, and I don't really eat brownies, so $7. 7 bucks. That's it's it. two things I don't use. And now, if you were like, it's the world's largest beer-infused brownie, I'd be like, hmm. $8? $8. It's still brown. I would have a party, and I would pay... 500 bucks. Okay. Now, speaking of parties, would you put candles in it? Oh, yeah. And then, like, blow them out? Oh, yeah, for sure. The old COVID spread? It would be, uh, I'd be turning 420 years old. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I like it. Yep. That's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to support, you can do so by giving us a five-star review wherever you got this at, or you can become a Patreon contributor. That's right. You just go to oddandoffbeat.com, hit the Patreon link, and for as little as a couple bucks a month, you can get postcards from the road, you can get shout-outs on the podcast, Matt will tattoo your name. Yeah, I already have three people's names. Yes, I have three people's (laughs) names I've tattooed on your daughter. She's like, Dad, who's Carl? <laughs> He's a $3 Patreon contributor. <laughs> for, for $6, Ella, you can get that tattoo removed. <laughs> uh, where can the fine people see you this week, Louie? Coming up this week, uh, on the 16th, I'll be at 6 p.m. I guess I'll be seeing Spider-Man with the family. Oh, that's so awesome. So you can come out and check that out. On the 17th, I may be in uh, Portland recording some of the Moisture Festival podcasts with uh, Mr. Matthew Baker. Absolutely. Where can they catch you? Well, I am going to be hanging out at the house, and then on the 17th, I have a show in Vancouver, Washington for, I forget what company it's for, but we had like sort of like a big falling out over the summer over a different performer that I had booked for them, <laughs> and then they canceled, but I was still trying to get paid, get that performer paid, uh-huh. and so, but they hired me, I don't know, they must have ran out of people because it got a little ugly there, but they hired me uh, to do their corporate event on uh, the 17th outside of Portland, okay. and then hopefully, if you come down we will be hanging out in portland and uh we'll be uh making content for our other podcast the moisture festival that's podcast. right so you can check the moisture festival podcast if you go to moisturefestival.org and then hit the podcast absolutely button. uh so we want to thank you so much for listening folks if you have any uh content you want to send us any stories that you come across please do so info at onoffbeat.com we hope you have a weird week we are out bye thanks for listening and stay weird